Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby and uh, this show is all about a little known game called Magic the Gathering. So today we have a really awesome episode for you all. I brought on Brett from Kitchen Table Commander who is a YouTube content creator all about the commander format of Magic the Gathering and we talked about everything under the sun regarding Magic the Gathering, um, D&D, Las Vegas, um, politics you name it we talked about it um had a really fun time talking with him and i hope you guys really enjoy talking or hearing him hearing us talk not talking to him as well because if you were talking to him as i'm talking to him during the episode that would be really really weird and i'm not sure how that would work exactly but anyways we um got some announcements to make i'm gonna be at gp atlanta november 2nd through the 4th um, I may not be there that Sunday. I'm not sure. I do have to leave a little early that Sunday. But um, oh, there's a little fucking bug. I'm going to kick your ass. But So I'm, I am definitely going to be there Friday and Saturday, though. I may not be there Sunday um, because of certain circumstances where I may have to drive a little bit early. And um, that was a stupid little bug. I'm going to kill you. But um, So I will be there. Uh, Magic Zuby can be found on the following on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Be sure to check out my YouTube channel, all right? Just search for Magic Zuby on YouTube because I am uploading these podcasts in a video format now as well. And I'd really appreciate it if you all checked it out and went and subscribed and liked these videos and subscribed to my channel as well. So you can see me um, just talk. And if you get tired of listening, you know, just hearing my voice, then you can see and hear my voice at the same time as well, too. So I'd really appreciate it if you all went and checked it out there. Uh, if you want to get in contact with me, Magic Wazubi can. You can reach me on Facebook.com slash Magic Wazubi, on Twitter at Magic Wazubi, on Instagram at Magic underscore with underscore Zuby. You can email me at mtgzubi at gmail.com. Um, be sure to check out the show's Patreon at Patreon.com slash Magic Wazubi. Um, any little bit helps with it, of course, and really appreciate it if you all checked it out as well. Uh, what are some other things? Oh yeah, my sponsors. Can't forget about them. Uh, they're the ones who keep the show going. Uh, definitely check out manatraders.com if you want to rent any Magic Online deck for a really cheap price a month. Uh, go check out manatraders.com and use uh, coupon code MTGZUBY on checkout. That's MTGZUBY, MTGZUBY for 15% off your first three months. And then there's also legit MTG. They have been so kind to us. We just finished doing a giveaway for Guilds of Ravnica, and we are going to be doing another one for the next set, which is Ravnica Allegiances or Ravnica Alliances. Fuck, I, I got to look it up what the next set is. But um, we're doing another one when that set comes out. So be on the lookout for that. I. I, I love the, I love these guys um, been helped out they've been helping out so much and they I don't think this podcast would be where it is without them so definitely give them a you know shout out and uh, check them out and you know go, they have a lot of really good written articles as well too um, from a lot of talented writers out there so definitely definitely go see what they're about um, that's legitmtg.com and also if you're in the Kentucky area, you know, go check them out as well too. They just moved into a new big space. I need to drive up to Kentucky and go say, hey, what's up? It's your boy Zuby. And I think that's about it for all the announcements. So without further ado, here is Brett from Kitchen Table Commander as I'm pointing like as if you're going to see it. Uh, all right. 
almost live streamed this for a second here. Like, oh, oh no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, that would have been bad. So, um, I let's just start away. Um, so how's it going, man? That's uh, pretty good. You doing good? Doing good. Um, been pretty crazy week for me after being sick and then having to be at Las Vegas last week as well too. Oh God, yeah, yeah. Have you ever been to Vegas? No, but I'm hoping to for uh, the GP next year, or I guess Magic Fest, I should call it. Oh, yeah. Well, we can get Whatever. into that. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. No, so I was originally excited about going to GP Vegas or Magic Fest Vegas, but after going there last week, it's mm-hmm. definitely not my town, and I'm not looking forward to going back. No? No. I mean, I don't know. If you're into booze and gambling, maybe that's your sort of thing. Um I'm definitely not a gambler. I don't have the patience for it. I get extremely bored quickly. So, I mean, if there was something like, oh, you could play magic and gamble, I'd be all down for that. But playing a game like blackjack or slots or craps or something, I'm just like, okay, I'm bored. Like, when I was playing blackjack, I... I put what 20 or 30 bucks down and I was going up. I got up to like 50 or 60 bucks and then I'm like, okay, I'm bored. I'm going to bet it all. And then I just lost. <laughs> That's what they want you to do. I know. And I'm, dude, there's some people that just have the stamina for gambling. I don't, have you ever gambled before anything or? Yeah. Um, I've pretty much just played slots because everything else is just too complicated and I'm not willing to learn. Um, yeah. So, so like 20 bucks at a slot machine. That's that's about it. Especially if you do a penny slot, you can make that twenty oh, bucks yeah. loss last forever. Now, yeah. And the nice thing is getting the free drinks with it too. Only in Vegas. Yeah. Um, no. Other than that, I mean, the I mean, not that I didn't have a fun time in Vegas or anything like that. It was just it's definitely not my kind of town. It's um, I guess to put it nicely, it's full of scumbags and sleazy people. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's where they get the whole what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, right? Like, oh it has my to, god, there has to be some level of sleaze for that. Oh uh, my that gosh, slogan. So I live in Florida. Where are you from again? Uh, I'm from Ontario. Ontario. So okay. So have you ever been to Florida? Many times. Many Disney times. World is my friend. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so I'm about two hours away from Disney World. So okay. So you you kind of understand the. I guess to put it nicely, the the people of Florida, like how scum yes. and how disgusting and trash, trashy they can be. I mean, I I usually stay on resort, so I don't see like the full extent. But <laughs> yeah, but I can tell you, I can tell you that um, <laughs> very commonly uh, seeing news news titles saying uh, Florida man oh, yeah. or Florida woman. Uh, it happens all the time yeah Yeah. i mean it happens everywhere but that just seems to be the the stigma right now around around florida for the most oh no no and it's well deserved because (laughs) of the amount of trash we have here like um so just going based on so i i i like to classify it as florida has a low class kind of trash where it's like you know you got the meth heads and pill heads and just really scummy trashy people that are just disgusting and gross in vegas you have more of the high class of trash where they've got money but they're still really scummy it's at least they can dress up and be sleazy so instead of just like (laughs) instead of just like doing meth they're just doing lines of cocaine of prostitutes yes yes. okay and it's 
it's crazy the amount of hookers that you see there too just waltzing around like it's nothing and i, and I know it's legal there and all yeah. that and it but it's just coming from a place like florida which is which is extremely conservative you know yeah. you go to some place like that and you're just looking around like what where did i fucking walk into <laughs> that's that you know what honestly uh not to date this too much but that's literally what what's been today for me because in in canada today is the day they just legalized marijuana for recreational use oh okay across the country mm-hmm. so 1201 midnight immediately like oh yeah i'm, I'm buying you know like people are just lined yeah. up to get it uh and i'm sitting there like I mean, can we can we move on, please? It, oh my gosh! Yeah, like it, I don't care. I don't want it. I've never wanted it. I, I hate the smell I of it. I do, oh god, don't even get me started on and the smell of it. It's everywhere in Vegas. It's yeah. on the street, and that that was another thing that really caught me off guard was how bad it smelled there. Where that's all you smell in the street is weed, cigarettes, and piss. Literally, yeah. piss. The smell of piss. Oh yeah, because they 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 leave the casino for just long enough to have a leak on the street <laughs> and go right back in. Yeah, yeah, it, it's bad. But um, and, and plus I forgot that they smoke in the casinos too. Yeah. So I'm really sensitive to cigarette smoke. So walking in there, you smell Febreze and nicotine, and it's just not a good combination of no. it. So no, I mean I know I'm talking a lot of trash about Vegas, but I had a really fun time there. You know, that's good. I drink so much i drank a ridiculous amount of booze um my drink of choice were rum and cokes and mojitos so combo yeah yeah not bad and then um and i went with three other co-workers we went there for a work event and um but yeah it was a lot of fun but after being there i'm just thinking to myself do i really want to come here for gp vegas i don't know well okay when when you and i both go We'll we'll get the right places, and we'll get the right food. We won't have to worry about the other crap. Well, see, the thing is, I'm really, I'm really, really considering going more towards GP Seattle if I'm gonna pick a place to travel. And it's I've already been to I've been to Vegas twice already, and Seattle I've never been there. And I know Seattle's like their second biggest GP event because mm-hmm. they get a lot of the Watsy designers there too, and I'd love to meet some of them. Oh yeah, you know. Um, and I know Vegas is their biggest event too, but you know, might as well might as well go for the second biggest. Yeah, you know, I don't know. It all really depends. It's because I may be going to Vegas again next year for it's a it's like an annual company event, and I may have to go again. And I'm just like, yay, that's awesome. But, but the fewer times I have to go to Vegas, the better. Yeah. <laughs> no, but um, so I guess you know we just went right into Vegas here, so. I get, yeah. Let's start off introducing yourself. What do you do? Uh, so I run the channel Kitchen Table Commander, which is primarily a um, casual commander uh, channel, basically focusing mostly on deck techs and sort of reviews of new sets with uh, you know any any new legendary creatures or any new cards that I think might be good for commander decks of any kind, really. So that's kind of kind of what I do. Okay, and how long have you been doing that for? Uh, so I started the channel in December of 2017, but started making content consistently around the end of February. So okay. just under 10 months, really. Uh, like it's, I, I technically started doing putting videos out in January, but uh, 
I didn't really start getting consistent until closer to March. Okay. And what have been some of the challenges you found so far with all this content creation? Uh, well, getting it out on a consistent basis has been a nightmare yes. for me. Um, <laughs> That's one of the hardest parts. God, uh, weekly doesn't exist in my realm. Um, if I'm lucky every other week, uh, I, I try to make it, I try very hard to make it every other week at yeah. the latest. Um, and I've done, I did okay trying to do it weekly for a little while there, but it's, it's, it most of the time just not happening cause you know, life gets in the way and whatnot. Um, plus anything with building a hundred card deck from scratch with just the idea of like the commander can take a lot of research and yes. it usually doesn't happen instantaneously unless I had an entire research team. It's just not happening. Yeah, for sure. And then also it's not just building the deck, but actually playing it too, which yeah. takes time because it, there's been so many times where I'll build a deck and think it's a really awesome idea. And then you go and play it and you're, and you play a couple games. You're like, I, this sucks. You yeah. Know? And you got to retool it, rebuild it. And it's my favorite commander of all time is Crufix God of Horizons. He's okay. been he's been my very first commander I ever built uh, back in Journey into Nyx, mm -hmm. and ever since then I've just been slowly building him for you know ever since he got released and changing it every so often and I feel he's at a really good spot right now and I've done a few deck tech videos of him and okay. it's like the few times and it changes every time I do a deck tech video and I'm just oh, yeah. I can't keep up with it. <laughs> well, I mean, any time a new set comes out, you're like, "Oh, that'd be a really good card for this deck." And then you just make that modification, throw it in there and start playing it with it a little bit and see what happens. Yeah, for sure. So, how I'm long have the same thing. Yeah. How long have you been playing Magic for? Uh, so that's a two-part question and with two-part answer. Um, <laughs> so technically I started Homelands Ice Age. I'm sorry. I, I started, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know. Um, no, but you I didn't started, know any better back then. Well, exactly. At that point, it was just like, oh, this is a really cool card game. I should probably start playing this. <laughs> um, and then I kind of lost the ability to play it, more so that there wasn't enough people in my area that were interested in playing yeah. it or could play it. Um, so I just kind of fell off the bandwagon on that one. And then I guess around cons or origins, mm -hmm. prob probably origins, um, I just, the wife and I were like, hey, we want to try something, some new game. Let's go check out the, the local game store and see what they got. And we're like, oh, I recognize that game. Grabbed a, grabbed a fat pack. We just opened some boosters and started trying to like play a game out of the random cards that were in that fat pack. Yeah. Uh, not the best idea. Uh, five color good stuff is really not really a format. So um, <laughs> it is when you don't know any better. Yes, which is pretty much how I played when I first started. Yeah, you just grab the starter pack and you start playing it. You not really with, understanding the rules. Yeah, you build with what you got. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes the rules didn't make sense, so you just kind of, yeah, that looks about right. Yeah, so. Did you start off with Commander? Like, like when you got back into it back in Origins, did you look immediately to Commander, or did you play other formats first before really diving into that? Um, it was pretty much, a, it was pretty much standard and draft for the first little while, and then I realized that uh, standard was just so damned expensive that I didn't want to 
Yeah. Like you came in at a time that was very expensive orgies. Yeah. yeah. Hang, hanger back walker and all that other fun stuff. I was, Ooh, but uh, yeah, like I wasn't too excited with the premise of paying three or $400 for a decent deck every six months or so. Yeah. When you came in in origins, um, like when battle for Zendikar came out, there were a thousand dollar decks at that point. Yeah. And I remember, Oh man. Yeah. That was a bad time to come into standard. It really was. <laughs> it very quickly, uh, it very quickly put me off uh, yeah. into uh, into draft at least a little bit. Yeah, and then um, and then a buddy said, "Hey, um, I, I play this format called Commander. Maybe you should check it out." I'm like, "Wait, what? Hundred cards? None of them the same? Nothing rotates?" Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure, I'm spending two or three hundred dollars on a deck to build, depending on what I'm building, but uh, it it I don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Once it's built, it's built. Yeah, exactly. And that's the one of the beauties of Commander, too. Even if, you know, the deck you want to build, you don't have a piece, you know, that's 50, 60 bucks. There's plenty of budget pieces out there. And, oh, yeah. You know, even even with cards. And that's the thing that I loved when I first discovered Commander was cards that cost six, seven, eight mana that are unplayable in most constructed formats. Hey, this finds a home now. Exactly. I mean, that's that's why I I started my channel with the with my number one video the cringeworthy doubling season replacement video Ugh. oh the but yeah budget commander I, doubling season i almost can't watch that anymore no oh, why is that it's just it <laughs> I, I seeing all the little things that i would have done differently now it's just it's hard it's almost hard for me to watch yeah. um i mean i got i got a nice shout out from graham from loading ready run about the about the like doubling image that I had going on there and a the little bit of a joke at the beginning but uh, th that's about all it's worth for me right now and it still gets me some views from time to time but no, that's always good yeah um, I mean I, I appreciate that people find me by using that video mm -hmm. but I think that if I were to do that now it would be a completely different video and I, I, I think it would be uh, I think I'd probably be able to be a little bit more happy with it than I am now but everyone sees the imperfections with their stuff, right? And then oh, yeah. never, nobody's ever really happy with what they've made, even if no. it's like the, the best thing they've made so far. No, I know exactly what you mean. All my podcasts are trash. I've already come <laughs> to accept that. <laughs> and I can't believe I still keep going. <laughs> it's it's the love of the uh, love of the game and the love of the the creation i think that's what keeps it, me going is it at a certain point i've been doing this for almost three years now i mean i love doing it i i love doing the episodes and all that but sometimes it just makes me it's become such a habit at this point too that's where fair it's like i've got to do it you know and yeah. it's it's also with content creation it's also a form of therapy for me as well too where I get to talk to people like yourself or when I do my solo episodes, I just vomit out a bunch of words about magic. And, and then I completely forget what I say as soon as I'm done recording. And then people will comment like, Oh yeah, I liked when he said this and that. I'm like, Oh cool. I did say that. That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good luck putting up. So titles. <sighs> I mean, I, I don't know if you've seen my episodes. Each episode is usually anywhere from 40 minutes to 90 minutes and all that there's yeah. no way i'm gonna do subtitles for all that it's no and, it would be so much work and then i've heard you know some people because i you know I, I subscribe to a lot of podcast forums and all that and mm -hmm. so many people are like oh well you should send it off to get it transcribed and all that i'm like no i'm not gonna pay that money for that you know so other people can read what i 
bla- you know blab out no i'm good yeah i'm good so is it are you just sticking with youtube videos right now for content creation uh primarily yes but i have uh i've been thinking about dabbling in twitch okay um i don't really have a laptop or a desktop that can really run arena properly right now and uh like the only thing i could do is mitgo but eh um yeah that's how i feel about mitgo too yeah so i'm thinking of um i'm thinking of streaming xbox games preferably because i can do that directly from the console now true um but i'm thinking things like fallout 4 fallout 76 when it comes out things like that where it's kind of a little bit more story based and less just like black ops or whatever i mean that's there are tons of people making money off black ops streams but i i mean i enjoy magic for the story i enjoy magic for the for the art and all the interactions and whatever fallout makes perfect sense it's about the story it's about the interactions and all the characters involved in oh i i love me some fallout i've played them all um the only one I haven't really played is Fallout Tactics. I haven't really okay. played that one. But um, I love the hell out of Fallout 4 and 3 and New Vegas and all that. Um, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm not too hyped on Fallout 76 right now because of the whole MMO-ish aspect of it. And I don't really know yeah. a whole lot about it. I'd like to see some gameplay videos of it or something. And to see, I mean, I don't know. Fallout to me is just not an MMO type game. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, the, the trailer that came out uh, that I saw was, I think it was in game engine. Okay. I'm not, I'm not a hundred percent sure. It looked, it looked fairly good, but still fairly like game engine kind of look. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm thinking they're trying to hide as much of the details about it as possible. Okay. So they still haven't released anything new. I mean, I haven't looked into it too much, but I didn't see, like I saw a bit of a description when, I pre-ordered the game. Um, <laughs> that that it was that it was MMO, and it was it made sense because like the trailer you, sh- you showed multiple people walking through the same yeah. environment. Um, but I don't know. It's I can understand why they're doing it because a lot of other games have gone that sort of format and done really well. Yeah, like Destiny and um, yeah, exactly. What um, Anthem and what's that other one that t- uh, Warframe probably? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like a lot of those games have gone that way and it's been okay for them. Um, I think Fallout, it does kind of lose a bit of that you're the lone survivor kind of yeah. feel that that used to be that way. Um, but I don't know. I think it might actually work in some cases because like, let's be honest, sometimes the companions suck. Oh, yeah. At, at, like Everything. Yeah, pretty much everything. Can you hold <laughs> this? No, I'm just going to drop it. I'm going to use all your ammo. I'm going to just die randomly. Um, so maybe having people online help you out in those sort of situations might be might be better. I don't know. Yeah, like I said, I'm going to really withhold my judgment on it till we know more. But right now, I'm not that excited about it. And I love Fallout. I've played, like I said, I've played them all. And same with Elder Scrolls too. Yeah. Like the Elder Scrolls online game, I tried it out. Did not care for it at all. When they said that that was going to be... Um, uh, subscription service originally mm-hmm. I was like y- you lost me yeah uh, I was yeah. gonna play it up until that point and now I just can't out of out of spite and yeah and principle yeah because I already was playing wow at the time and I'm like I don't need another sub base game yeah I mean that's part of the reason why I stopped playing 
uh, Old Republic. It was it was good. Oh, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't worth the amount of money they were asking for per month. So yeah, God, that was another MMO that went down the shitter. Yeah, um, it had so much hope. I know, I know. And then you know another MMO that had that was really good was the Star Wars Galaxies one too. Back in the day, I don't know if you ever played that one. I I did not, unfortunately. That one that one was more. Um, God, it, it wasn't a traditional. I mean, it was it. MMO, but it was more like an EverQuest type game where it wasn't su- such a theme park MMO like how they make MMOs now. Okay. Um, it was very, it was very, very open world, and you could be in pretty much anything you wanted to be in the game. Um, well, that's it, good. I mean, that's kind of that kind of makes sense with the uh, the environment that they would be trying to portray. Yeah, and and it wasn't easy to become a Jedi or Sith as well in that game either. It was mm-hmm. extremely hard until they made a patch where anybody could be a Jedi and Sith eventually, and then it sort of killed the game. So. Yeah, that sounds like something a developer would do. <laughs> yeah, to squeeze money out. Yep. But um, getting back into Magic, have you... Yeah, sorry, we got distracted. Oh, no, that's okay. That happens on this podcast all the time. So getting back into Magic Arena here, have you been playing it? Uh, I played a little bit of it. Uh, it's I found it kind of really slow on this this computer. So it's I played a couple matches of it and it was it was okay, but it just it became too much of a hassle with all the lag. Yeah. And I found the interface. I mean, it was during the closed beta, but mm-hmm. I found the interface a little bit like it didn't let me do some of the things I thought I should be able to do. Yeah. Um, like I couldn't for certain situations I couldn't target. And I'm not sure why that was the case, but they, they just fixed like, a lot of, sudden, of oh, those. Oh, it's your end of your turn. I'm like, well, I didn't even yeah. do anything. <laughs> no, they fixed a lot of those issues because that was one of my biggest complaints when I was in the closed beta was you would try to play a card or something like an instant right before combat step. And yeah. they all of a sudden it'd be your opponent's combat step. You're like, wait a minute, I had something to do. And yeah. they, they fixed a lot of those issues where, I mean, there's still some times where you forget because you can add stops like you do in magic online so there's still sometimes i'll forget to add a stop in the first main phase and Mm -hmm. it'll go to combat and you're like oh crap and and it's still really easy to misclick sometimes as well and um one of the things that gets me is you know the card legion war boss the one that's like goblin goblin master's little brother oh yeah, yeah yeah um so one of the things that gets me with him is you know your goblin is going to automatically attack so when it does that on on your turn um when the little goblin's attacking is you don't have the option to swing with all the creatures you then have to click on each individual creature you want to swing with it's not just one little button and i've screwed up so many times because i wanted to swing all out and then it's like oh no you're only going to swing with the one goblin that just got created and you're just like fuck i could have won too uh yeah it's feel bads. It's happened too many times. There's still little things like that they need to figure out and fix. But overall, it's been a. I feel it's been a really good experience so far. I mean, the economy's not the greatest. Um, yeah, that kind of bugged me a little bit. You definitely, if you want to stay competitive, just like Hearthstone, you're going to need to put some money into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just going to get harder and harder for free to play players to keep up with the competitiveness especially on the ladder and all that but I think where it really shines for me at least is in the limited aspect because playing draft and sealed is extreme is much cheaper compared to magic online granted you can't 
get any prizes in return or anything that you can trade in for monetary value but it's still if you want that experience it's much cheaper you know you can at least get two decent drafts for 10 bucks on arena compared to was it magic online it's 12 bucks for one draft I think. Yeah, I think you might be right. I I usually stayed away from the drafts just because they were so expensive. Yeah. Um, and like I would I would do the leagues because mm-hmm. at least you got my uh, like six games I think. Yeah. And it was I think that was twelve dollars. Yeah, as well. you, you get your money's worth out of it. Yeah, exactly. You got a lot more games. Um, I mean they were still best of three, so yeah, it was it was it was fun and. <laughs> And you had the chance of, of, you know, getting getting some rewards back so you could maybe get into another one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's ways to go infinite in draft on Arena, but you have to be really good at it, obviously, and you have to keep winning. But um, I don't I hear know. You have to pick Boros. Um, Actually, not, not anymore. Everybody's oh, they- picking Boros, so you need to pick something else to counteract that, like Demir <laughs> or Selesnia now and... It's um because oh, last time I drafted, I got a really good Boros pool, like out of all the draft, like out of all the picks, mm-hmm. and but then everybody else is playing Boros and happened to get all the good Boros mythics, and I'm like, uh, oh yeah, I I can't fight against an Aurelia or a, you know whatever, no. or a Divine Visitation or some shit or whatever the hell else um is really good in Boros, and just like yeah no yeah. I'm good, I mean I had a really good Boros cards, but it, uh, not good enough. But again, that goes back to the um, to the issue that the that with draft in arena and having bots pick your cards. Yeah, like if it if it was a reg, I, I honestly don't understand why they can't just do a regular draft setup where your, other players are drafting those cards. Well, they want they want people to be able to draft it fast and on the go. They don't want to have to sit around and wait because how often have you played Magic Online and you want to get into a, a draft and you have to wait I don't know ten fifteen minutes for it to even fill up. You know, yeah, on, that's fair. on arena, it's you click and go, start drafting, and okay, I'm done drafting. I'll go and finish my games tomorrow or something. You know, so that that's yeah. that's at least why I think they did it. Will they implement real people drafting? I would hope so because if they, I can see this being played on the pro tour. You know, and if yeah. they they could implement it on that way, and that way there is no chance for really cheating or anything at that point. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean. You might be right, and that might be the reason why they went with the bots in the first place. Yeah. But they they also might have like a version that they can use in on the pro tour with you know all the players being able to draft at the same time. I mean, it'd probably get more view viewers to be watching it, especially because let's be honest. Even though I don't want Paper Magic to go away at all, at all. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I love Paper Magic. I can I find myself when I play on Arena or Magic Online, I have less patience. Because it's, you know, you're up against some nameless, faceless person. Um, in Paper Magic, I have all the patience in the world. Oh, you want to take five minutes per turn? Okay, cool. I mean, yeah, obviously, I mean, not not really I think it's cool. But, you know, I have a lot more patience if someone's going to take a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but, in, but I guess when you think about the casual viewer out there on Twitch, what's easier for them to digest? Magic Arena or Paper Magic? Yeah, that you're probably right. I mean, it, it's a little bit more, it's a little bit prettier, and it's probably a little bit easier to see in some cases, especially if you're just like going to be showing just that screen. 
Yeah. Um, as opposed to just a camera overhead. Yeah, because there's even times where this happens to me a lot, especially during legacy and modern events, where mm-hmm. if I look away for two minutes or something and then the board state changes drastically, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on at this point. It, it, as long as if I if I know what the decks are and what they do, yeah, I have I have a good chance of understanding. But the casual viewer, they're going to have no idea what's going on on a paper game. And, and then True. plus half the time there's glare on the cards. And you can't yeah. even see anyway. <laughs> yeah, That's everyone we... needs to use matte matte sleeves. Yes, is I that that should really be a standard um, for the pro tour at least, where every player is for especially if you're going to be on camera, they're forced to use certain sleeves. You know, as, or okay, maybe at least enforce it for the top eight. Yeah, like top eight are given a set of sleeves that they have to use. Yeah, so, sleeve your all your cards, so everyone's using the same sleeves. And they all look exactly the same. You can't see cards through them. You don't have glare, all that kind you of know, stuff. They, they should really implement something like that because it gets old where, God, what, wasn't it just the last Pro Tour where I, I know there were some games going on where you couldn't see the like half the cards because the glare was so bad. And, um, and I know a lot of these players have sponsors and they need to show their sponsors cards. But you know what? Wear a T-shirt. You know, if you yeah. need to showcase your sponsor, you know. I mean, you know, there's gonna be cameras on you at some point, so yeah, that would that would work. No, but that makes too much sense, so we can't allow any of that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you, sense? Yeah. Do you watch a lot of pro magic at all? Uh, no, not really. Uh, I I find that a lot of pros can move so fast sometimes that it's really hard to keep track of what's going on. Yeah. Um, like, I'm a casual player. I, I'm not really competitive in any way. So even when I go to my local game store and there's more competitive people, I just like, oh, that's good. You're having fun. Cool. <laughs> um, you know, like, I, I, don't, I don't take the game seriously uh, yeah. for the most part. I mean, obviously, I, I take it seriously enough that I'm playing it. I'm starting a YouTube channel. But, um, like, I don't. If somebody has a, a cool play, I'm like, yeah, you play that out and uh, I'll watch that and see how that goes and then I'll interact with it. But yeah. most of the time, I'll just, I'll just sit back. No, I, I know what you mean. I mean, we all want to win and oh, yeah. I, I can get competitive when it comes to standard and modern and all that, but I've gotten to a point where I want to win. You know, I'll build good decks and all that, but mm-hmm. I'm at a point where it's like I don't even care if I win anymore but I even though it's contradicting myself a little bit there it's I want to win but if I don't I'm sort of like "Eh, okay I tried my best yeah and that's that's kind of what I do like I started building commander decks after all my friends had already built theirs and Mm -hmm. had tuned them up really really well oh yeah so I'm starting with like what like I had I didn't even buy singles at the beginning Mm -hmm. I was just like here, I opened up a pre-release kit, and my promo was Omnath Locus of uh, of of uh, Rage. Yeah. I'll build a commander deck around that. What do I have? Okay, I've got this, 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 and this, and I'll throw it together and see what I've got. And that that's kind of how I started. So it's like I'm playing against decks that have been spent years on, yeah. hundreds of dollars on, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying to compete with basically just like I opened a booster box. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's 
just no. making, making work what I've got. And if I win, I win. If not, eh. No, and, and it can it can be tough, um, you know, especially with that kind of mindset, especially with playing with a lot more competitive people. That's why I always, I have, um, what is it, like 12 EDH decks right now. And um, it's probably about three to four of them are really, really, really tuned to be mm-hmm. really strong. And then the rest are just sort of put together. Like they're, they're strong decks on their own, but you know, I, I definitely, if I know I'm in a group with a lot of casual players and all that, or not, not just casual, but people who may not have really strong decks, I'll make sure I play those. Cause I don't want to just, you know, infinite combo them on turn three or four and stuff yeah. like that. And, and, you know, I genuinely get excited when someone has their own kind of infinite combo or something. It's like, I want to see you play that out. I want to see it. You know, I don't care. Go ahead, destroy all my lands. I, I, I want to see some fun happen, you know? Yeah. But then you get the type of players who, of course, take Commander too seriously, especially in pods. I mean, this isn't competitive EDH we're talking about here. Just regular, you know, four-person Commander. And you get the person It's like, oh, I'm just going to lock you out and not have you do anything. It's like, okay, um, next game. <laughs> yeah, I've had I've had my fair share of those people in my playgroup as well. Yeah. Um, just games where it's like, you know, I'll ping you for one. I'll ping you for one. I'll ping you for one. Oh uh, I'm just gonna and and then and then the person getting pinged for one is like, yeah, wipe your board, kill you. <laughs> they just couldn't deal with it anymore. Yeah, They're like no, no, it's not happening. So yeah, like I I know what you mean. Like it's it it's fun to see the crazy interactions and combos that people can come up with. But there's also those people that just take it way too seriously. Do you have any decks that are um, appear to be not that strong, but then if when people ignore you, all of a sudden it's like, holy shit, we got to deal with you now. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, I do. Um, that's probably my my pet deck, which I refer to as the Academy, because okay. it because I I mean I convinced my playgroup to allow me to use. Urza Academy Headmaster as my commander. Oh, snap. Yeah. So, you can tell what the theme is. It's Planeswalkers. Oh, no. Um, so, I, I basically <laughs> have, like, I have, like, every Planeswalker that's in existence as, as my as my deck. Um, so, like, you know, just Jace the Mind Sculptor coming out and just slowly building up. Um, oh, that sounds ridiculous. It is. It really is. But the best, I mean, honestly, that deck can totally screw me up more than it can screw anybody else up, especially mm-hmm. with Urza, because I have no idea what his, his abilities are going to be when I use them. Yeah. Oh, that's true, because you got to go to that website. Yep. Um, but it's like, you could easily use the exact same plus ability or minus ability of a, com- of a Planeswalker you already have on the battlefield with Urza. And you can get, <laughs> so you get you could get two of the same thing. Yeah. Um, but I've had it where I've been a complete non-threat, and then I just took somebody's commander, took somebody's commander, did all the things those commanders did, built up a massive <laughs> army, and just like I just wiped the board. It was, I mean, it's been a slow build on that deck, so it's not even like. I, it's not sounds like, expensive too yeah um, the, <laughs> the last time I checked it was something like 400 which isn't terrible yeah um, and I can't even 
it, it, it's probably closer to five now. Um, but because so, somebody gave me a uh, judge promo doubling season. Oh shit! Yeah, that's nice. Really good with a planeswalker deck. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because obviously, like in my play area, when Atraxa came out, of course everyone was doing planeswalkers with her, and doubling season spiked up, and yep. just I I wanted to do Atraxa planeswalkers, but I didn't want to do what everybody else was doing, so I tried to build Atraxa Infect. Oh yeah, that's another good one yeah. to use. It's, it's, yeah, it's such a stupid deck. <laughs> I mean, probably wins pretty quickly though. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, but one of my favorite decks is like I was saying, Crufix before. Yeah, like yep. just a good example of everybody ignoring you in the pod. Um, mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, I was playing in a pod. It was um, oh, what was it? Adoran, and then two Azorius control decks as well. I, cool. I can't remember what commanders there were. I think one was King Brago and the other was um, the Augusta or Augustin or... Oh, uh, Grand Arbiter. Yeah, Arbiter Grand Ar- Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Um, the whole time they're focusing on Dorne and then the Azorius decks are focusing on each other and they're just letting me ramp up and do my thing. And so I played... Um, was it a Mosswart Bridge where I do a hideaway and I hit oh, away yeah, a, yeah. a planar bridge and... Cool. Um, so I get so I get enough you know ten power out and all that and then I get the planar bridge out and I'm just like okay is it good and they're like yeah yeah it's good they just ignore it so then I get um I get planar bridge and then I get out Teferi the not the planeswalker the creature um, okay, where yeah, yeah. no one can cast you know instance anymore or anything yep. so I'm like okay is it good and they're like yeah it's fine and then I flash in a seedborn muse at the end of someone's turn and <laughs> they and then of course. You know, I'd get into counter war or counter spell wars with people, and it's just these guys just ignore that planar bridge, and then all of a sudden I've got an omniscience out, an Ulamog, and uh, both yeah. Ulamogs, and just like, all right, guys, um, uh, Cyclonic Rift Overload. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, wait, what just happened? Yeah, no, th- those are always my favorite kind of. That that's the thing I love about Crufix is on the surface he doesn't look that strong but then it's like oh just ignore him and then all of a sudden i've got 70 mana saved up and i play hydra broodmaster and monstrosity for what 35 or something or yeah 30 something and no um so crufix is my favorite uh who's did i ask you your favorite commander uh i don't think i did no uh you asked what the deck was that kind of just yeah really secretly powerful um oh god uh i really like cumball come on oh that's that's the orzov one right yeah he um he makes it so that if you uh what is it if you cast non-creature spells it's plus uh they lose a life and i gain a life yeah that player loses two life you gain two life that's what it is yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. oh my god he's stupid ridiculous (laughs) yeah and for three mana i know it's so I don't easy. Care how many times you kill him, I can bring him back. It's easy. Do you have a lot of extort cards with that? Uh, I have blind obedience in there, Ooh. and I'm trying to remember. I have. I think I have another one. Isn't there like a black creature that has extort or something? Um, yeah, probably. I can't think of the uh, name of it. It's it's been like a weird build because it's mostly just like all the different cards that cause people to lose life, and I gain that life. Um. So like Zulaport Cutthroat, bl- uh, Blood Artist. Um, uh, I have Aetherflux Reservoir because I'm an asshole. Oh my god! <laughs> um, 
do you, yeah, have, just, do you have a way of getting like infinite life or anything like that or or not infinite but a lot of life quickly or uh it's not super quick but yeah like i can i can get a lot of life pretty pretty easily um like i was i i basically won the i had a friend of mine play two at a giant with me so we had two teams yeah and um he was ready to go and do all sorts of crazy stuff because I think he had uh, I think he had his Marin deck, and uh, he was like, oh I'm gonna do this and that maybe I'll do this and I'm like, dude I got this we have over fifty life. He's like what? I'm like, <laughs> watch this, you're dead. <laughs> you won that tournament. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, he was just like he had even my partner had no idea what was going on with my deck. That's and he's awesome. Just like, oh yeah, I guess we just win now. Oh man, yeah, combo can be ridiculous with that um life gain there. Um yep. the other Orzov one, what is it? Um Oh my god, it's the one where you pay 6 life and you can exile something or remove a or no, you get a counter for each life you gain and then if you remove 6 counters, you exile a permanent or a creature. Do you know which one I'm talking about? It sounds familiar, but I'm not. It's oh not coming God. to me. I gotta look him up because he is a. That guy is annoying to play with, but he's a really good commander, but super annoying. Um, John from They Said We Said probably is listening to this and knows exactly. Oh, Karlov of the Ghost Council. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Case's uncle or whatever it is, isn't it? Something. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, that is a stupid commander as well too. Yeah. Whenever you gain life, put two one one counters on him, and then remove six one one counters and exile target creature. Like I'm just not gonna allow you to have anything out anymore. Yeah, that's. I mean, that could easily take the place of Cumball in this deck, and it would be cheaper. But, I mean, eh. it could. But no, I like Cumball. Cumball is um a little bit cheekier. You yeah, know. it it's definitely like a like the way the deck plays out. It's very like y you want to do that, you're gonna have to pay for it. Yep, yep. And so. at first, you know, losing the two life, oh, that's not too big of a deal. And then as yeah. the game progresses, you're just gonna be you're gonna be paying for that. Yeah, it uh, it works really well going up against Nekusar decks. Oh, I love Nekusar. Because it basically is just like you do whatever you want to do, but you're losing life and I'm gaining it, <laughs> not, not the other way around. Oh man, um, yeah, yeah Nekasar, he's one of my more powerful decks as well too. Um, Nekasar is just a dumb commander as well too, especially if you can. Um, one of my favorite things to do with Nekasar is, um, oh my god, there's an enchantment and an artifact that equips him with infect. So oh. I'll make people just wheel a bunch and, oh, you're dead. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Anything anything with, like, wheel effects or, um, like, ex just forcing people to draw cards is just, you can tell that it was designed for Nekusar, and it's going to be in any deck build you, you come across for that guy. Oh, yeah. Um, only thing I've ever seen that doesn't have that kind of stuff in it is, is the... Uh, Nekusar Eldrazi deck that I built. Ooh, I'd be I interested like, to see a list for that. Yeah, it was it was entirely because I wanted Grixis Eldrazi, and I was mm -hmm. like, hmm, what commander do I know that's decent? I was tempted to do with Marchesa, but uh, 
I felt like Nekusar was just a little bit more, a little bit more spiky. It definitely is. Um, I'm surprised you didn't look at um, what's her name, J- J- Jaleva. I oh, Jaleva. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was already a Jaleva player in, in the play group, so oh, I was like, okay. eh. And his deck was more just like exactly what Jaleva wanted to do. Yeah. So I was like, you have that. I'm just going to play my my Grixis Eldrazi. Yeah, no. Um, what else is in that deck? Um, well, all three of the Titans. Okay. Like the, the newer Titans. Yeah. Um, but things like Benthic Infiltrator because it's unblockable. Um, That's a good one. Uh, I think... Uh, the drone, the I can't remember. He's like one black mana drone. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think of the name of it though. Has um has Dominator, was, Dominator drone. Yeah, think, has it, processor sure. or no? What no, is it called? It's ingest. Ingest. Yeah, that's yeah. right. When he enters the battlefield, uh, if you control another colorless creature, each opponent loses two life. Yeah, that's pretty. Mean. So it, it it's a lot of ingest creatures just to get that like because it sort of still does what Nekusar does it kind of mills them but it gets it yeah. in exile so they can't even deal with it so uh, that's pretty it's cool it's almost better you'll have to send me your list man because that sounds really interesting yeah I have to I think I have to I can't remember if I put that on tapped out or not but if I if I can find it or if I haven't made it I will make it and I'll send it to you that's awesome yeah because I love decks like that Um, just sort of off the wall you know you think you're going to be playing against a regular Nekusar deck and it's like nope yeah, um, and no, no one knows it until the first Eldrazi drops, and then they're like, "Oh, ingest, eh?" <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's most of what my like my personal decks are. It's just like the weird, crazy, off the wall shenanigans that nobody expects. Yeah, I I try to do that too. Where you know, I'll see if I I'm trying to do the whole what is it, thirty two color challenge, where you build cool. one one of each color and all that in color combination and um obviously for some of the colors i'll do a, a pretty basic deck mm-hmm. like mono green elves i mean i'm just gonna poop out a lot of elves really quickly yeah all um, the mana dorks yeah mono black zombies i'm just gonna poop out a lot of zombies and keep getting them back but um some of them i've been trying to do um gosh just really mean like i'm working on my azorius deck right now and all of it all it is is just c- pure control yeah. Where it's just I'm gonna make you miserable. Yeah, and it's mono mono nope. My <laughs> mono nope, yep. Um and there's really gonna be no win con except making people quit. Um <laughs> I'll make Where's sure the scoop button. Yeah, we're yeah, I'll have winter orb in there and oh. um whatever other orb that just allows people not to play magic. Mesmeric orb, static orb. Yes. yes. All, all of the orbs. All the mono, orbs. Mo, mono orb now. Was it Zer? Oh, not Zerin orb. Um, no, you said mesmeric. I think mesmeric. Or mesmeric. Um, yeah. Whenever that, you know, whenever a permanent becomes untapped, that permanent's controller puts the top card of his or her library into his or her graveyard. Yeah. Make people mill out. That'll be funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh. D- dispersing orb sacrifice a permanent return target permanent to its owner's hand ooh I like that yeah, three in a blue and sacrifice a permanent though so it's a little bit yeah but I mean you could always do chaos orb yeah that too oh my <laughs> god is that even legal in commander I thought it wasn't 
Uh, I don't. You know what? Let's. It is not. Yeah. Because it's one yeah. of those um stupid skill type cards where you got to flip it and all that. Yeah, I'm just looking at the the scryfall for it now. Yeah, it's not legal in pretty much anything. I know that's sad. Yeah, because it's what's it at six hundred and fifty dollars for the unlimited edition. Oh, that's nothing. You know. So yeah, it's just you know <laughs> buy buy the eight hundred and forty dollar alpha and uh, not be able to play it ever. I know, right? Um, I did have a an Azorius Aisha Tanaka deck. Okay. Um, it was a banding slash phasing deck. And oh. um, it was really fun to play for maybe about two or three times until I got tired of explaining how banding works uh, to all these people. Yeah. So, um, but the phasing part was really funny where I would just basically phase out an opponent's board. Or yeah. like, oh, you've got all these, you know, not token. I mean, tokens would still come back, but like, oh, you've got all these creatures. Like, nope, they're gone for a turn. Yeah. Everything's <laughs> gone. Walk right through. Yeah, it, they were all really terrible creatures. Surprisingly, banding's really bad. It's um. I mean, unless you have critical mass, yes. I mean, there's because I tried to make it a deck where it wouldn't go past um eighth edition because I wanted it all to be all old bordered cards. Oh. And, yeah, there's really bad cards during those yeah. eras for especially commander and all that. It it was really hard to build. I will say yeah. that because it doesn't feel good paying like four mana for a one one flyer with banding. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. No, it's bad. Um, yeah, not even if it didn't have banding, that would still be bad. Yeah, for there's, sure. There aren't many things that would make a one one flyer for four good it would have to have some ridiculous effect like enter the battlefield type effect or some static ability that would just or, make it or have it unblockable and do something when it hits a player yeah like you win the game or something yeah like I really wish that um, uh, Vraska's like the old Vraska I really wish her her, her um, ultimates tokens would have like unblockable or something Wait, which the one from Return to Ravnica? Uh, yeah. Vraska the Unseen. Yes. Uh, hold on, what does it do again? Put three one-one black assassin creature tokens on whenever this creature uh, that player loses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, if that had it's, un it's dirty, but I I want to win a game with Vra that Vraska ability. Yeah, that is just stupid. Fortunately, but awesome. uh, I have a Rogue's Passage in the same deck that has Vraska. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so just give me a give me a couple turns to get those tokens, and then then I have to find a way to keep them alive, and then use Rogue's Passage. I'm wondering when they're going to change the rules where you can make Planeswalkers commanders. I mean, I, I already know there's some that are commanders, but I'm because they're really trying to push Brawl still, yeah. and Brawl can have Planeswalker commanders, and I'm just wondering when are they going to change that rule for EDH. And I, I was really surprised that they didn't do that when Brawl was announced that it, it had Planeswalkers yeah. as commander. I, I was like, okay, ED, you know, the, the commander community is going to be like, yep, totally, let's do it. And then it never happened, and I was I was sad because I, uh, I wanted to, to play a Planeswalker. But, you know, if your playgroup allows it, then who cares what the rules committee says? Yeah, true. But I've got so many people in my area that just would not allow that. 
and the commanders that we have as planeswalkers right now they're not the greatest i mean we got the brother and sister combo from battle bond oh yeah yeah i mean they're not the worst but they're so expensive no. to get out though that's a yeah. thing they're just, well i mean um like even Vraska is five try building a five you know like five mana commanders really not super good well at it least can be at least we, you have green, you have access to ramp, at least. Very true. So Very true. it's not the worst thing in the world. But no. yeah, five mana is pretty expensive. Yeah. Especially for that one. Um, where is it? Um, oh, here we go. No, we were talking about Golgari. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, I see what you did there. Yeah, yeah, terrible joke. I apologize. No, you're good. You're good. Um so what other commanders do you have that you have built out right now that you play? Uh, so right now I have um, a modified Brea deck. Okay. Um, more just to get a little bit more of the uh, the Metalcraft kind of and Affinity kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Brea is, can be so nasty. Yeah. Um, but I also have... What else do I have? I have a Scarab God. And I focused entirely on on zombies for that one. Um, I have the Omnath deck, the Urza deck. I'm trying to think what else. I'm working on a mono blue nope. Uh, but With I have No, actually, I'm not going to be that guy. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I, my my plan was to have Kira the Great Glass Spinner. Oh, okay, okay. Because uh, she makes basically everything uh, have hexproof, I think is what it is. Yeah, creatures you control have whenever they become target of a spell or ability the, yeah. for the first time, it counter that spell. Yeah. So <laughs> in, unless someone's going to use two pieces of removal, usually Some pretty good. People will do it. Yeah. It's true, but they'll they'll be a lot less removal in their deck after they get rid of a couple of my creatures. Yeah. So it's not it's not terrible. It's it was more just to have the like ability to play just nothing but blue, and have all the good, the good counter spells in that. Yeah, no, that'd um, be, that's a pretty fun commander right there. Yeah, um, and then I have, I mean, I just got all four of the uh, the new commander decks. Haven't really done any modifications to those yet. Okay. And then the last commander arsenal. I'm sure I'm missing a deck in there somewhere that I, it's just not coming to me. Yeah, I haven't I haven't really played the new commanders yet. Um, I've played against some of them, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, I wasn't too impressed with this last commander, two thousand eighteen. I mean, it had some good cards, and the decks do look kind of fun. But when you compare them to even last year or the year before, it just seems the power level wasn't really there yeah. for them. The power level definitely seemed to lessen of it for it. They seem to be pretty decent to play against each other. Yes. And so some of them seem more powerful than others. Um, I was playing... What was I playing? The Estrid Enchantment deck and Lord Windgrace against each other. And ironically, Estrid's deck had better mana ramp. I don't know how. That's weird. You'd, th- you'd the, think the land deck would have better land ramp. You would ramp. think... Yeah. You would think, but for whatever reason, uh, the person that was playing it wasn't able to hit their land drops properly and wasn't able to do half the stuff that I expected. So I was like, all right, this isn't even fair anymore. I'm just doing all these things. <laughs> I, 
I can get all my enchantments back. I can yep. go go nuts. I kill you. So that game ended quickly. No, um, I played against Lord Windgrace, and that deck can get ridiculous if if yeah. you let it go off, and um, especially yeah. if you add a Get Trog in there, and yeah, or and, a Crucible of Worlds. Yes, that one too. Which it was totally missed for that deck. I mean, I mean, they just reprinted it in M nineteen. I see why they didn't put it in, but at least a Gitrog. I mean, it's yeah. like a what a one two dollar mythic or something, or uh, I don't think it's that expensive. I don't think it is either. Um, How much is Gitrog? I'm looking it up right seven, now. Seven ninety nine. Oh, never mind. So yeah, it's like an it, eight eight dollar. I mean, mythic. It's still, it's it's not an expensive mythic. I mean, I think Aurelia is still more expensive than that right now. So yeah, not that that's saying much considering she just came out but I mean she's probably not going to go down too much are you talking about the, I, new, the new Aurelia you mean yeah the, okay. the new, but I mean even the old Aurelia is not that bad I don't think is she I don't think so because she didn't she just get reprinted too uh, oh, oh that, that was in the new guild kits that's coming out I think yeah, she got I mean, reprinted <laughs> I mean the original Aurelia is still like six bucks from Gatecrash and seven fifty from vaults so yeah but I, I don't see the new Aurelia going like she's not going to drop too much because Mentor is a great mechanic. It really is. I, I I have to say that I feel like they really hit it out of the park with Guilds of Ravnica. I've been really surprised by it. I really thought I didn't have that much hype going into it. But when I did my complete set review for it and just even going over the cards, I was, I've, I've been even excited for a lot of the um, commons and uncommons coming out, too. Yeah. I mean, they've really boosted the power level of Boros during this set, and yeah, it seems like it seems like Boros was designed to be a very strong guild this time around, and probably the strongest of the guilds, to be honest. Yeah, I, I'd have to say it's between that and Selesnya as the two strongest guilds. Demir is still really good mm -hmm. as far as limited play goes, because it can play especially those grindy games, and if you have enough removal to be able to get rid of the aggro on the field. Yeah. But, man, if Boros has a really strong start, it's so hard to come back from that. Especially yeah. Because Mentor just gets ridiculous. Oh, yeah, definitely. We um, At the pre-release, uh, we did two-headed giant, and my partner was Boros, and I was Demir. Mm -hmm. And we went, we went up against, uh, I think it was a Selesnya deck and a Izzet deck. Mm -hmm. And they were the only ones... That beat us the entire tournament and it was just like because the boros guy just went nuts and he was able to just get uh like true fire captain and just mentor the shit out of everything including uh the the hawk the life the healer hawk. hawk yeah yeah that's yeah and it's just like our life gain our life total never changed for most of the games we had that day it was oh, just Jesus. beat down after beat down on the other teams and you know my surveil was doing awesome stuff getting all the all the cards I needed where I needed them and then you know we did pretty decent but no that's cool um, yeah now I didn't do I only played one pre-release and I went 2-1 got second place it was a pretty small one because I, I can't do midnight anymore I'm too old for that I, uh, I just, you know the feeling I can't stay up that late like when it comes to like 10 11 o'clock it's like all right i'm ready for bed i'm done i can't do this anymore yeah i i have the same i have the same situation and the wife's like no we you should stay up for another little while and i'm like i can't i am so yeah. tired 
But now, does uh, your wife play magic with you? Still, I've or? Been, well, I've been trying to teach her. Uh, she she kind of stopped playing very shortly after we started with that uh, that that fat pack. Mm-hmm. But uh, I've been trying to get her back into it recently, and we played with the uh, the starter decks, the little like free packs that you can that you used to be able to get. Yeah, because I have some old ones, and uh, she seemed to be okay with those ones. But when we went, I think I didn't give her enough time with those, and then we went right into the commander decks, and it was just like a couple of mechanics, and then just like planeswalkers and, all these, <laughs> and like sixteen different mechanics that do different things at different times, and it's just overwhelming. It was, too, it was yeah. a little bit too much, and I get it. It's 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 a complicated game, and I don't expect anyone to pick just pick it up. Yeah, so. It really is. Oh my gosh! Especially, you don't realize how complicated it is till you try to teach someone new, and yeah. you're just like, "Yeah, you don't understand." Untap, up, keep, draw. Come on, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should, I should get the shirt. Yeah. Keep, keep all the phases ready for people to see. Um, but yeah, it's it. I, I, I'm not gonna give up teaching her. Is she said she was interested in it and continue? Yeah. Excuse me. Continue to to learn. But I think it was just it was too many mechanics too quickly. Yeah. And I mean, when I when I came back and planeswalkers were in the sets, I was like, how the how does that work? Yeah, I know, right? No, it, that that was a big surprise for me too when I came back at one point and I had no idea what they were and all that. Um, but I I my wife doesn't play anymore. She did for a little mm-hmm. bit, and um. I mean, I can't even convince her to play anymore, but the, the most that she'll do now is we'll play D&D with each other at least, um, you know, either with friends or with our kids. So That's a good compromise, though. Yeah. I mean, I definitely love me some D&D and um, love DMing. Do you play that at all? Uh, I have not, no. Um, I've been... It's been suggested a couple of times, and I probably would if there was a decent, like, scene around here, but I haven't... I haven't found it but i mean i haven't gone out of my way to look for it so yeah it's um it's such a fun game to play um it's it definitely goes you know very much side and side with uh magic Mm -hmm. and um it's really i I suggest looking into it at least i mean you can even find online games and all that stuff too where you can play on discord or something like that and um, I really want to get back into it again. I want to DM some more. I mean, I'm playing a campaign with my kids right now, my wife, but it's just I don't have the time to do it for other people and all yeah, that, that stuff. It's that's fair. I was just going to suggest maybe maybe you start a, a series on on your channel. I mean, we do it over Skype. Or I have been thinking about that for a while, and it's just the time. And then of course you have to get all the other people involved too. Like doing Which, a one-on-one yeah. interview, that's easy enough because hey, it's just you and me. But then if I want to do a series and I got to get four other people and on then, a consistent basis. Yeah. yeah. It's cuz I've been wanting to do that cuz there's a lot of live play podcasts out there and even live streaming um D&D as well too is getting really popular and mm-hmm. it's just yeah, I I can't do it. That's it, fair. It's it's hard enough keeping up with this as much yeah. as it is and trying to I know put, the feeling. Yeah, trying to put my focus and efforts on trying to grow this podcast and brand and it's it's exhausting most of the time and then there's time where it's like, "Oh, I don't even play magic anymore really." <laughs> yeah, I've had to drop out of the uh, Commander League that's been happening around here lately just because I've been 
behind on making videos. So I, I completely get you on that one. And it sucks too, because you want to stay up to date on everything. Oh yeah. And then, and just the fun of playing it really. Oh yeah. So it's, it's a bit disappointing, but at the same time, like I'm sure if I start getting more improvements in the channel and I, I can maybe hire an editor, it might make things a little bit easier. But I know that's that's a pipe dream way down the road, so. I mean, it's always possible. It's just, I mean, I don't know about you, but I work a, you know, full-time job. I'm working 50, 60-hour weeks, and it's tough enough to even do this. And yeah. I've committed myself to trying to do an episode a week, and even that sometimes gets overwhelming and gets hard to do. So it's yeah. tough. It's tough out there to make it. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I mean, I'm... I, I have a full-time job and you know they, I'm even asked on occasion can you come in on the weekend to do some overtime so it's it's hard to say no to that because yeah. that's what pays the bills but Definitely. sometimes sometimes I just have to be like you know what I, I need to spend that time making a video at least I have the opportunity so. yeah yeah let me know what over overtime is like because <laughs> I've been salary for so long I don't I miss being, you know, hourly sometimes, especially when I'm doing working those long weeks. Yeah. And I'm I'm not looking forward I mean sorry, I shouldn't say that. I'm I'm looking forward but not looking forward to getting a position where it might be salaried because then I lose the overtime potential, but yeah. I mean there there's a lot of perks to it. I mean, oh, if yeah. you show up 5 minutes late, you're not going to get deducted in pay or anything and Yeah. Um what I do for a lot of my employees where if if they're salary and they work, you know, I don't know. They worked five extra hours that one day. Okay, maybe on Friday you can leave early a little bit or come in a little bit later. You know, so there's little perks and benefits to that as well. Yeah. So, um, at least I try to be fair like that. Um, well, I mean, that you know, you know that it comes back to you in the end because yeah. they'll be more willing to stay a little bit longer to help you out or whatever. So yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, there's that. Are you um? We talked about GPs a little bit. You said you're going to try to go to Vegas. Are there any other GPs you're going to try to attend? Uh, well, or Magic Fest, I should keep saying. <laughs> uh, I, f I feel like Wizards is going to have to change that if you you saw that Saffron Olive tweet. Oh, yeah, about that magic. Um, The actual magicians I, or something yeah. have a Magic Fest. In, in, in Edinburgh, Scotland. So I don't know how much that's going to affect anything. but Probably not much at all. Uh, probably not. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm planning on going to, um, I'm planning on going to, uh, Magic Fest Toronto and I'm going to try to go to Niagara Falls. Mm -hmm. It's just, I have to, you know, it's, it's Niagara Falls, New York. So I have to, I have to cross the border, but it's not, that shouldn't be that big of a deal. It's probably closer. Do you so. need a, do you need a passport to cross the border for between us and Canada now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've been to Canada, so I haven't yeah, no, been since I was like ten or eleven or something like that. Yeah, you you have to you have to have a, a passport. Um, yeah, it, and even then they still give you grief. Yeah, I just remember because um, I used to visit Maine a lot in the summers, and we'd be right on the border of Maine and Canada. Mm -hmm. And um, I just remember my uncle just going passing the border with just his driver's license, and that it, that's it. Just I get and that, that of course I was pre nine eleven as well too so yeah it was like the 
border guard didn't even give a shit or anything. <laughs> like, oh yeah, you're visiting Canada. Okay, see you later. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there is there was talk of actually building the passport information into our driver's licenses, but that I don't think that ever actually ended up happening. Oh so. shit! I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if that happens one day. Yeah, I mean, but, um, let, let's be honest. All of North America should probably have the same sort of system. That's asking for way too much, right there. Yeah, because I mean, you've seen the way our politics are going in this country here. It's. I am not getting into that. <laughs> I'm not getting into it. Or we're not going to talk about Trump. Uh, I mean, we can if you want to. We have our own up here, so. Uh, what your own Trump like person? Pretty much. Who who's that? I I, I don't follow Canadian politics at um, all, so I don't know. The the. Uh, premier of Ontario is has been a, very much uh, described as uh, mini Trump. Oh my God, that's funny. So yeah, yeah. So you kind of feel our pain then a, with a little it. bit. Yeah, um, he's yeah. What, we get <laughs> cheap, we get cheaper beer now, so that's oh that's that's, a thing. that's always a plus. So the my one thing I will say about Trump, and and I'm not trying to say he's you know the best or whatever but i feel like he would be a better president if they took away his twitter just take away the twitter i mean yeah he still says a lot of dumb shit right i mm-hmm. i will 100 percent back you up on that but i feel like he probably wouldn't be as he'd still be hated but maybe not as hated as much as they just said if the nsa just sort of like slapped his hand and be like that's a bad trump no tw- no more twitter <laughs> <laughs> um you, you might be right, but they, I, I fear that if that were the case, he would have to f- find some other way of venting his frustrations. <laughs> and that, that might go well, really badly for everybody. So, you know what's crazy? Um, I read this somewhere where, a- as a president, you know, you get your own smartphone, right? But it's yeah. completely locked down by, you know, NSA or Secret Service, wh- whoever, like whatever department, that it, whenever he sends a tweet, someone has to approve that tweet in order to be sent out so he doesn't leak any classified information or anything like that can you imagine having that job (laughs) where you have to read trump's tweets every you know couple hours where it's like oh shit (laughs) i don't want to send this can he could the guy just be like oops it accidentally didn't go through or something <laughs> I, I feel like that's happening all the time yeah because i mean like who approved confefe oh the confefe thing or yeah yeah like, like oh no they probably wanted to approve that because it's like oh let's show how much of an idiot he is you know <laughs> oh yeah like his even his tweets uh the last couple of days have been have been something oh my god so one other thing i will say about politics is have you ever seen the show the west wing i i have not seen an episode of it but i i've seen the premise of it okay so essentially so you're you understand the presence it's um it's about all like the the communication directors and the speech writers how they all work for the president and how hectic and crazy and their crazy lives are and all that so i want i've been watching that show and then i just think about what how the trump administration must be where i mean i've I know he has his supporters and all that inside, but there's got to be some workers in there where it's like they're just in there for a paycheck, oh, and yeah. they're just Trump says something dumb and it's like, oh fuck, I'm working, you know, till ten or eleven o'clock at night tonight. To- <laughs> just, just picking up the phone, honey. I'm gonna be late for dinner. Why is that? Oh, Trump. Trump tweeted again. <laughs> 
Oh, my, like, I feel bad for those kinds of people. Yeah, I mean, you can make the argument, well, they should just quit if they don't believe in what he says. But some people, they don't have that choice where they need the money, unfortunately. And it's not yep. that easy to go find a job. And I, I can't even imagine where, you know, you say you work for Trump, right? And you don't like him at all. And you're just there for a paycheck. But and you try to go to get another job and people just look like, oh, you work for Trump? Nope. Done. Yep. It's like, well, fuck. Yeah, but it's it's funny. It's I mean, it's scary for our country, but it's also kind of like, well, we've got another two years of this. What what else can we do? Yeah, unless they figure out a way to impeach him. I mean, you say that there probably is a way. And I mean, it just kind of depends. Like, I I know I don't know a ton about American politics, but I mean, in theory, if things go sideways for Republicans in November, mm-hmm. that could be that could be the chance. But I mean, but then then you have to deal with Mike Pence after that too, which I, I know a lot of people don't like him. But as far as the way he holds himself, would be a thousand times better than Trump, at least. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't agree with a lot of his politics, but it's he at least presents himself much better. And yeah, that that could be his plan. Who knows? <laughs> he, he's doing. He's the one behind the scenes with the puppet strings. Well, I don't think he's like Dick Cheney, but um, no, no. I I, I think Trump wouldn't even handle that. No, he, he's he's he couldn't. I mean, as much shit as we give Trump, he is a smart guy. I mean, he's had to. He's has some brains where he's gotten that far. You know. He knows he knows how to make people uh, pay attention to him. Yeah, I think for it's, sure. it's really what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if if he didn't say the right things at the right time to get the attention he did during his campaign, he he wouldn't have won. I know. Uh, I mean, he know and he knows where to say those things too. And, and that's where I'm almost excited about the next presidential election in 2020, where it's mm-hmm. like, and this will be the last thing I say. It's um, and. I have to admit, I am a registered Democrat, but even I had to admit Hillary was a terrible candidate. And, but when you look at all the shit that they drudged, dredged up against Trump during that um, election, yeah. what else are they going to dredge up on, on him in the next one? I mean, yeah, they can go over like all the bad policies he did and, you know, how he acted and all that stuff, but his fan base already doesn't care. At that yeah, point, it, and, you're not going to change their minds. Yeah, really. But it's like, what other bombshell do they have waiting? I mean, I thought the grab him by the was going to end him, but apparently it didn't. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that lawsuit is still going on. But, yeah, uh, but it's God. Uh, that, that's the only thing. That's the last thing I'll say. I'm just excited about that because it's like, as much as an entertainment show we saw last time, what are we going to see next time? And it's, but yeah, that's America. Yeah, yeah. I will say this about America, though, that is one of the things I love about the country is, um, you know, I pretty much I was born and raised in Florida, so I pretty much know how Floridians are. Right. But when I went over to Vegas and the times I've been over to Texas and all that, it's just crazy how different the entire country is when you travel from state to state. And, you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, there are going to be states that are together that are very similar in terms of how the people are, but it's 
when I went over to Vegas, it was for a big company meeting and there were a lot of people from California there and how progressive Californians are and all that. It was a huge like eye-opening moment because you only see that kind of stuff on TV, right? Or at least for me. You know, I don't know a whole lot of Californians personally. And so meeting some of them, you're just like, oh, shit, some of it's, you know, real. You know, how, how open-minded they you are. Didn't lie to me? Yeah, yeah, I know, right? And then yeah. you see, like, how progressive and open-minded mind a lot of these people are. And I feel like I'm pretty open-minded and all that. And But you, you – know, I live in fucking Florida, all right? I got – like I, even though in central Florida is a pretty big melting pot, but if I go ten miles north, it's pretty much southern Alabama at that okay. point where there's still Confederate flags being waved everywhere. It's just something you live with and deal with that you see everywhere. So yeah. there's a lot of backwards thinking people where I mm-hmm. where I am, and you know, and then you see you go to a whole place where everyone's a little bit more open minded. You're just like, oh, so this is what it's like. Yeah, but I wouldn't want to be in Las Vegas though. No. <laughs> But um yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think my my dream eventually is to move into a big property like in the country somewhere. Like maybe own 5, 10, 20 acre property and live in a have a small little house and just where I'm not near anybody. That's that's a pretty good goal. Uh yeah, one day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> little little bit of privacy and and all the the you know the nature around you kind of giving you a little bit fresher air cleaner air yeah yeah for sure um a lot of people would like that so where you're at are you more in suburbs or city type uh i am like well i guess technically i'm in a suburb so um there's there's one big city that just kind of took over all a whole bunch of other smaller smaller cities Mm -hmm. so i'm just in one of those little outliers but I mean, it, 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 it still kind of feels like a small town, so it's kind of nice. That's good. And I'm sure you're actually having real weather up there. Like, it's actually cool. I see you're wearing, like, a little jacket or something. Yeah, uh, I had to put on... I've been having to wear sweaters the last couple of days. It's getting... What's getting that like? kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's... Uh, what's the temperature right now? And I'll have to see if I can convert it for you. Um... It's it's probably close to zero, uh, close to the freezing point. Yeah. What thirty two degrees is the freezing point for Fahrenheit? Yeah. So um, probably forty right now. Oh, okay. That seems pretty damn cold. Yeah, it's especially it's, for someone like me. So it's five degrees Celsius. Oh, okay. So, so double it and add thirty. Is that what the that what the rule is? I I can't remember off the top of my head. <clears throat> I, I wish. How, how do I change? I can't even. Uh, yeah, I can't even work this thing. So I'm not even gonna bother trying to get it to convert. Uh, yeah, it's probably like forty something. Okay. It's not very. It's not very warm. So um, in, in my neck of the woods, it's 26 degrees Celsius right now. God. Yeah. <laughs> I so usually when I when I go down to Disney World it's the, the end of October and it's still like oh my like, god why would you go to Disney World in the middle of October two two reasons it's the worst time no it's the best time it's so hot yes it's, it's, <laughs> it still feels like Canadian summer and and, um, and the lines are a lot shorter that is true I, I will give you that the lines are much much shorter during August because everybody's back in school at that point 
Yeah. Uh, plus, also, uh, they usually they're usually a little bit cheaper. Yeah, that is true too. The, as well, the room the rooms and the tickets are usually a little bit cheaper again because there are fewer people. Yeah. Um, but apparently that's changing. So November uh, for me now. Oh man, yeah, it's ridiculous how hot it can get there during, especially summertime. I was just there um, end of July. Um, we went to um, Hollywood Studios and all that and um oh, is it toy story land yes that was actually really cool i i really enjoyed that and it was um but it was so hot i um yeah. i've been doing um intermittent fasting and all okay. that and i made the mistake of not eating breakfast that day because i haven't been eating breakfast at all like i haven't yeah. been eating breakfast since you know months and months now and i made the mistake of not eating breakfast and come like one or two o'clock i'm like oh my god i'm gonna pass out even though I've been drinking plenty of fluids and all that. and Yeah, it's, it's just your body doesn't have the energy to do it. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So I won't make that mistake again where I'll yeah. make sure I force some breakfast down. But, yeah, man, I can't believe you make that trek down here during summertime. It's it's crazy. Well, I mean, it's it, it's usually only like I think the hottest I had experienced was 96. Which that's not too bad. It's just the humidity no. that gets you. Yeah. It's so and speaking of that, when I went to Las Vegas, there was all that dry heat there. Yeah. And it's crazy because we were walking around. It was it last Wednesday, actually. And we mm-hmm. were walking around, and I'm not even sweating. And all of a sudden, I feel like my lips and my eyes getting dry and my nose. And I'm just like, holy I was, shit. <laughs> I was I was warned of that. I, 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 I'm going to be bringing some bunch of chapstick yeah, and some bottled water with me you don't even notice it it's crazy you just because yeah. you're not sweating so but you're just like oh my god it's really hot but i still feel kind of fine and yeah it's your nose will dry out so bad i had so many nosebleeds too because it's just all the insides just drying out and scabbing yeah. out and it's um it's pretty bad but yeah um, it i mean it was fun and just sort of like a once in a lifetime thing yeah exactly and uh, i mean i would have liked to have gone for the GP this year, but yeah, I didn't get a I didn't get an invite. So I mean, you know, <laughs> and it was so early in my content creation ca- yeah. career that like there's no way Channel Fireball was gonna invite me out there and pay for the the trip and everything. Well, they are not even inviting content creators anymore now, unless you're yeah. super duper big, um, like Professor Wedge or someone like that. It was because I got invited to go to Dallas and Orlando. I mean, they mm-hmm. didn't they didn't pay for the trip, but they sponsored me to you know play there and you know I got some compensation for it. Yeah, but apparently they're not doing that anymore because I'm going to Atlanta in two weeks, and I've heard from other content creators they they said the same thing. Yeah, I heard you say that on the uh, the hooligans the other night, yeah. and it was just like, what? Yeah, it, but th- they're not stopping it for cosplayers, but they're doing it for content creators. But whatever, it's yeah, that's that's a bit. I mean, I kind of get it because I, I mean, hearing what I've heard, that it sounds like there was a really large uh, influx of content creators this year, myself included, obviously. Yeah, but uh, and and the they have to set some limits otherwise it's just anyone can pretend can say they have a youtube channel and yeah you know get get free product or whatever so. yeah i mean you still have to get approval from channel fireball too but um, yeah and i i guess the whole thing about it with me is um i mean it, it's it sucks that you know i'm not going to be a part of that anymore but i mean i'm thankful for what i had 
or yeah. what I got from them, but it's also just sort of like, so what are you guys going to do? I mean, you have these whole magic fest now, but there's been really no talks of what are they going to do differently? Is it just going to be a GP, but a different name now? Yeah. You know? I mean, I really want them to talk more about, Hey, we're going to add this now, or we're going to, you know, cause majority of the time people just go there to grind out events and get yeah. prize tickets. I mean, if there's going to be other things to do there, then what are they going to be? And how are you going to attract the non-competitive crowd there too? Yeah. You and spell slinging was such a fun, like even from the non-content creator side of things, yeah. it was such a fun event to, to be part of. Yeah. And when, when they did advertise me and there was another cosplayer came with me to Dallas, um, we had people lining up to play with us and it was yeah. just all for a free pack. But when they didn't advertise me at all for Orlando, no one showed up. So mm -hmm. that kind of shows you that there is the potential market for it there because the whole time in Dallas, I, I did not have a single break for the whole, all the hours of spell slinging. I'm just like, Holy shit, <laughs> I need yeah. to breathe. And it's like, people after people wanted to meet us and we're just at, I still feel like a nobody right you yeah know? and and it's like holy shit what it was crazy and um so there people do want to do events like that where they meet people and hey you oh, get yeah. a free booster pack so I kind of don't understand why they stopped it I mean when you look at the cost of how much money it, they paid me and the cosplayer um, her name is Andrea. Um, you've probably seen her on Zo Zo with Zopilot Zopilot something. Uh, okay, I'll, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, she's been to a bunch of GPs this year. But um, <laughs> when I look at the cost of how much, or or how much it cost it or cost for the two of us, it's extremely minuscule. It's probably less than five hundred dollars or something. If I had to guess, maybe even less than that. Yeah, because it was what a booster box or two per person. Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's nothing. And, and like, what's what's their cost on a booster box? We're talking Channel Fireball, big big pr distributor, probably right? So seventy seventy five bucks or something like that. Yeah. So I mean, really, that's that's nothing. And yeah. then whatever your compensation was, they probably gave you like a play mat as well, something yeah. like that, or the the fanatic package. Yeah. So and in in reality, that doesn't really cost them anything. No, it's, really, it's, it's just. Yeah. So it, it, it just kind of surprises me. I mean, maybe they had to cut costs because ar the arenas or the um, um, convention centers are getting more expensive. I completely understand that. So, but, you know, if you want more of these people come to Magic Fest, you need to have reasons for people to go there, right? Yep. If, it, if they're just going to be GPs, and we've seen attendance dwindling too. I mean, when I went to GP Orlando two months ago, oh my God, it was like barely anybody there compared to the previous year and it was in a much smaller venue as well too and yet costs were going up so it's like what's going on here at this point you and know maybe that's why they went to magic fest for a name right like maybe they're just assuming people think of it differently they'll be like oh it's a festival so it'll have more stuff and more people will just go for that perspective i'm hoping and then, and then they just get swindled because they get there and it's just a gp some vendors and some side events yeah, I mean, it's 
when when you think of a GP, if you're not part of the main event or you're not grinding side events, there's really not much to do. I mean, one of my no. favorite things to do at GPs is just meeting the people, you know, meeting pro players and other content creators and all that and yep. just shooting the shit and having a good time. But, you know, you can only do that for so long and there needs to be other activities. Oh, and meeting the artists as well, too. Yeah. But then, you know, even the art, even the artists, they barely get compensated to go there too i've i've talked yeah. to a bunch of them and they're like yeah it barely covers the flight and hotel for what they tell me and that's why they have to sell so many you know signatures and all that other stuff yeah why they're not doing like i mean and i get it i mean nobody should do anything for free but like yeah. they usually like here it's this much per signature per card signed or whatever and it makes sense i mean if they're not being paid enough to come there yeah then then how are they supposed to make a living off the art that they're that they're doing for the you know the community yeah i mean it's it's gotta be tough because i talked to um was it last year at gp atlanta i talked to noah bradley about stuff oh, yeah. like that and he he's a big proponent on you know wanting to get paid for the work he does and and more power to him you know i'm not i'm not yeah. i'm not saying that's a bad thing but when he's telling me you know how much he doesn't get compensated and it's like why even do these events sometimes where yeah i mean it, it's great to meet the fans and that's probably a big reason and all that and of, of course potential to make money and get your name out there but mm. it's like it almost feels it's not worth it sometimes that yeah you should probably put more of your focus on just doing the online stuff because i i look at like what my my wife does she does a lot of crafting like she'll mm -hmm. she'll make um you know sometimes she'll make you know kids clothes or babies clothes and bows and all that kind of stuff and when she goes to these events you know like a flea market event or some kind of craft show or something she barely makes any money to cover the cost of setting up the booth but yeah. she makes the majority of her sales online so it, she's cut back on going to events because it's like what's the point you know yeah. she yeah. doesn't really get compensated enough and then I see the same thing happening with these magic artists it's like why yeah know. it's yeah i don't know it's a it's a lot of work and a lot of cost out of pocket just to maybe maybe make a little extra and if you're not one of the more popular magic artists you know you're yeah. not gonna get that much yeah like the noah bradley's and the rk posts and therese nielsen's yeah. they're they're gonna make a a, a decent amount but mm -hmm. good luck if you're a new one yeah especially um, like unless you've unless you're new and you've done like one of the most like like most recognizable pieces in the last couple sets you're probably not going to make any money yeah i can see that yeah. definitely happening um but yeah it's that was just sort of what i was talking about on 10 street was mm -hmm. just sort of the disappointment where it's like well what are they going to do then i mean yeah cosplayers are nice and all and i i like a lot of what they do but let's be honest no one goes to gps to go see cosplayers i mean at least the majority of people yeah right you're going there to want to play magic and when you see people cosplaying it's sort of like okay it's a bonus yeah it's cool yeah. especially if they bring some really cool costumes and all that yeah like but, if nissa cosplay shows up yeah awesome or you know olivia yeah any any, any one of the more pr um, prominent cosplayers these days if you see them it's a sweet bonus but you're yeah. there you're right you're there to play magic yeah and it's like i i don't know <laughs> i don't know it's like what do, what do you do it's they really do need to change the dynamic of the jeep or the magic fest to make it more enticing for non 
competitive players to come there and how do they do that you yeah. know some maybe some you know how to play magic events or some yeah. beginner events or something like that or i don't know i don't know what you do yeah i mean when when i went to gp toronto it was i went there i didn't i didn't care about the main event at all mm-hmm. i was just there for commander sub like commander side events um hanging out with with wedge and and uh milo the gathering mm-hmm. and just like oh and the commander's brew guys but uh it was just to be there to hang out with other content creators and play commander whenever i could so yeah no that's probably pretty much what i'm going to be doing up in atlanta is just hang out and maybe play a side event or two i don't know what <laughs> though um, i'm driving up there and it's going to be it's going to be fun um do you know um what's her name? uh kendra smith she streams a lot of popper yes uh, i've i've seen her pop up on the twitters a bunch yeah she's um she's going to be up there as well and okay. going to be probably I think she's doing the main event, so I probably won't really see her too much, but mm-hmm. um, she'll be up there. I don't know who else is going to be showing up there as far as content creator-wise. I think um, there's a local group called Commanders 99 or something. They're based in Tampa. Oh, yes. Commander uh, 99. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's going to be... Him and his friend are going to be up there. They were in, over in Orlando, and I met them there. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think they're going to be up in Atlanta. I don't know who else, though. Uh, I feel like Trapixium might be there. Oh yeah, that's right. He's in. He's over in Orlando. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, he moved recently. Oh, he did. Yeah. I. I. Honestly, I don't remember where he said he moved to, but uh, oh, I think okay. he might. I think he might actually still be able to go to Atlanta. I'm not 100. percent Okay, so maybe I'll see him there. I'll probably just do a blast on Twitter, like, "Yo, who's showing up?" Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, all right. I think to wrap things up here. Um, we're getting over 90 minutes here. So I guess, um, are there any shout outs you want to do or anything upcoming you want to spoil for the crowd or anything like Ooh. that? Or, um, anything you're working on any spicy yeah. brews. So right now I am working on an Azoni deck for the channel. I, Ooh, okay. I was editing it just today. I should have it probably done sometime this week. I'm hoping. Okay. Um, just kind of, focusing on the undergrowth but kind of taking it in a bit in a bit different of a direction and also doing uh tokens okay so just kind of like big board states but also having uh big undergrowth uh payoffs so that should be coming out soon that'll be fun that sounds fun he's um i was really disappointed with the way undergrowth was in the limited portion of guilds of ravnica because there's barely any support for it but it's a really interesting mechanic, though, if you can get it to work. Yeah, and it's basically just like if you can have a bunch of cards that you that allow you to get stuff into the graveyard, like mm-hmm. either you know when this you know enters the battlefield, look at the f- top five, put one in your hand, put the rest in your graveyard. Yeah, any kind of surveil is also awesome. But yes. I obviously can't do do too much in this case because I don't have any blue. I only have I would only have access to the black surveils, but. Uh, no, it's it's been an interesting brew. Um, I haven't had a chance to play it yet, mm-hmm. but um, it, it I should be able to. I'm hoping to play it on online at some point. I just have to finish. I have to finish editing because that's been <laughs> God. It went from like 32 minutes of of audio down to something like 12. Oh man! So it was. 
I was making some pretty ruthless cuts and uh, having to re-record some audio just to get it to work. But oh man, yeah, that's um, that's why I stick with more of the podcast form where I don't have to edit too much. Actually, I don't even really edit at all. I mean, I'll do some, I'll do some quality of life editing where I make the audio sound better, but I yeah. don't do any actual audio cuts or anything like that. Unless I'm doing a little skit, but that's why I like podcasting. Sometimes it's that's a little, fair. little bit easier, and I ha- don't have as much time. Yeah, that's fair. I I definitely chose the harder route. I think <laughs> but I don't have a lot of time, but I'm gonna I'm gonna make yeah. thousands of audio cuts. Oh yeah, just take take out literal tenths of seconds. Yeah, and every little bit helps. Yeah. Um. So where can people find you at? Uh, so people can find me at uh, youtube.com slash kitchen table commander and also on Twitter at kitchen table command. So it's CMD Okay. and on Instagram kitchen table commander. So it's, it's pretty consistent throughout. Uh, if they really feel interested in what I do and helping me out, um, I also have a Patreon. So patreon.com slash kitchen table commander. Okay, sweet. Awesome, man. Well, thank you very much for coming on. I really appreciate you taking time out of your night to come talk with me. Well, thank and, you for uh, having me. Oh, no, it was a pleasure, man. And I will um, talk to you later. Okay, sounds good.